Hello, everybody, and welcome to my brand new podcast, Music to Live For with Shanti. It's me, Shanti, a Swiss musicologist and stage manager, talking with different artists and discussing different topics belonging to the music business. Today, I will have a chat with Sebastian Hein, a talented Italian clarinetist living in Salzburg. We dwelled on the events that led him to where he is now and the experience of recording in the studio. Sebastian definitely has great advice. So let's go! Check this out. Hello everybody and welcome to the podcast. I'm here today with Sebastian Hein from Österreich. Yeah, from Austria directly. And we're going to talk about his way to produce music, his way to see music, his way to live music. Hi, Sebastian. How are you doing? Hi, everybody. Thank you so much, Shanti. It's such an honor to be here at your incredible podcast. I'm very looking forward to having a chat with you today on this platform. Um, I'm very good here in Austria, actually, especially in Salzburg. It's a wonderful sunny day and I can sit here in my balcony and enjoy this wonderful day. So, yeah, we're, I'm very looking forward to go on. Yeah. And thank you. I also, here in Basel, looking out of the window, I can see the sun is shining and the last days, the temperature were definitely a little bit more warmer. And in this strange period where we are living in, those kind of days just save the day. I mean, it's definitely another... Reality. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was, it, it is really, uh, I don't know, it, last week was such a terrible weather. We had minus 15, I think, something like this, and it was freezing cold. So I'm so happy that now we get a chance to, you know, go out and hang out a bit with our pets because we cannot really <laughs> meet other other people. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's let's enjoy this 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 weather at least, you know? Yeah, that's great. So as I usually do, I'll let you introduce yourself for the audience. So yes. Uh, so hi everyone and for those who don't know me, uh, I'd like to uh, briefly introduce myself. Um, well, I was born 24 years old, I'm going for the 25 in, in Italy. And as you might wonder, uh, my roots are shared between Italy and Germany. Um, I was born in the green heart of Italy, which is uh, Umbria. And there I went to school and I, uh, you know, I did both. Most kids did <laughs> until 12, 12 years old. And then I started to, um, to think about my future. And I realized that I wanted, I absolutely wanted to, um, to go to the conservatory. And this out of a specific egocentric reason, <laughs> why, um, because, uh, because I was, uh, I used to play, I used to play in this, you know, wind, uh, wind, Band, we can call it is like it's mostly youth youth orchestra and I never got to be in the front I hated this <laughs> so yeah I decided to I decided to uh, uh, improve my skills and try to uh, be the one 
that is in the front that will be in the front next time. And uh, another reason why I actually went to uh, the conservatory is because I, I from the beginning on I I, I had the feeling of, I mean I love this place I love Umbria I love this park I love the mountains I love everything but something wasn't just enough for me you know and I said uh, I must do something and this this studies gave me actually the opportunity to travel travel Italy and then later on the world and I think it's I think music at the end is it's more, I mean, my musical path is more like a consequence of this desire of mine than the actual cause, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, so I went to Perugia and, and there I had my study. Actually, have, you, have you ever been in Perugia, actually, uh, Shanti? Personally, no. Uh, I guess uh, I've been Milan and, uh, and then Rome, but then... Yeah, well, I mean, if you have been in Rome, it's it's, it's not far from there, and it's actually, I mean, I can't say that it's, it's the same thing because we all is we all know that Rome is a is a is a special thing, but um, but I tell you, Perugia is a special thing as well in its in its own way because it's a beautiful Etruscan city, and and I I realized this just just. Too, too late, probably, when I was already done. But uh, uh, after all the blah, blah, blahs, <laughs> I went on with my with my career after, and I mean, with my, you know, with my studies, and I finished, uh, and I finished in Perugia, and started to understand that something was, was, was not right. And, um, and this elaboration of these thoughts actually came later in my life and uh, brought me to develop some project i was uh, you know it's not it's not a nice feeling when you when you you come out of a non non musician family and you're done with your studies you then later later you have to take a decision uh, and and yeah it was a tough time but still i i decided to take time for myself i went in, to berlin after after finishing the school, I went to Berlin. I I actually didn't didn't do much with music. I have to say, I just uh, I even worked in an hospital. <laughs> and uh, okay, yeah, working in an hospital was a nice nice occasion. And uh, and you know, in that moment, I definitely understood I cannot become a doctor. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I had to wake up at four in the dark in Germany. It was so cold. It was. Oh no! I mean, me coming from Italy, yeah. <laughs> but um, no, actually, I love the job. I mean, I love to to the environment, and I love the contact you you get with uh, with people in in there. And this I brought in my musical life later on, and still now, I it, it has a great impact on my life, so mm-hmm. to say. But but yeah. yeah, I decided that that cannot be my path for the only reason that I was working just between within these four walls, you know, and it has never been, cage has never been for me an option. So, so yeah, then I was lucky. I was lucky because, uh, because uh, I have come to know, uh, I, I came to know that uh, a professor that I, that I loved actually, I actually estimated a lot. Uh, his name is, and was, <laughs> is actually Andreas Schablas. And he was organizing a masterclass in, in Salzburg at Mozarteum University. And he was like, 
you know, we could, I mean, he was clearly advertising in his masterclass, but I have never been, I was never been in Salzburg. I was very eager to have new experience and I decided to go and, um, and, you know, Salzburg, I mean, you, you live in Basel, but Salzburg uh, is also a quite expensive city, I have to say. And for young guys, as, as I was, uh, it wasn't that easy to uh, approach this masterclass. But also then I, I managed to um, fix the situation because I didn't even know about this thing, but there was a competition between all players of this masterclass. And I remember we were more than 1,200 people having this masterclass and uh, every teacher had to choose one to, you know, present uh, to, to this competition. And yes. luckily, and very, and had the pleasure to be chosen by my by my professor, and and then this went well, meaning that I um, I won the competition and uh, with other seven musicians, uh, so to organize actually a winner concert later on, and uh, and yeah, and well, this was my way to get the money back, you know, and I was very very happy also, and uh, it was one of my first successes in life, and uh, in that moment I thought. Wow, you know, I this might actually work. So yes, so I went back because uh, I couldn't do anything else. But I had, I still had the idea to to go back to to Salzburg because I love the place, I love the environment, and mm-hmm. and um, and in the meanwhile, this concert, this winter concert, was organized. Just uh, one thing happened, which actually I couldn't have. Uh, I couldn't have um, thought about and it was I mean it was a situation that I never encountered and well I think a couple of days before this concert happened the earth in my place just started to shake as hell and uh, you know Mm -hmm. we had this incredible earthquake in Italy and it was exactly in my place and I was there so you know, my my mom was uh, ironing the stuff for my concert in the house, and and um, the house just started to shake, and and we didn't know what was happening, and um, still, uh, I don't know. It it, it is it is an incredible experience to think back on, and and um, I still don't know exactly what happened and how it happened, but uh, at the end of this minute, I just. Uh, know i saw a lot of uh, dust around and my house was half broken and this was you know this was another starting or ending chapter of my life but this didn't didn't change the fact that i that i took the car the day after and we traveled to salzburg to have me having this concert and mm-hmm. and from there i can say that i actually started uh starting leaving salzburg in its wonderful uh, beauty you know because um, I don't know I actually I'm starting to realize right now that this this place gives gives musicians so much opportunity and and I I would recommend everybody actually everybody who is uh, interested in music and interested in arts in general but also in um, yeah 
in arts, let's say come to Salzburg, people, because it's really a nice city and you can find every every inspiration that you that you can and support because institutions you're working and and people go to concert. You know, Shanti, let, when I had this concert, I was so um, amazed that buses of people were coming to attend the concert, to see the concert. And I don't know, I mean, I know that in other in other places it's like this, maybe you know Zurich. We met in Zurich, right? And yeah, and right, right. Um, and Zurich is also a wonderful, wonderful city where people also want to go to concerts on. But I have to say, I I am leaving more and more this feeling that um, people just don't want to go to concerts, and it is a it is a pity. And uh, I think it's not it's not because. I don't know. It's not necessarily because of the of the theater of the orchestra. It's because of the environment. And and I understood by then that this kind of environment, as as maybe Zurich or or Basel, just create the condition for people to go to concerts. And that's what I loved about this place, you know. And and that's why I decided then to start my studies here. And then and then. I ended up being in the class of uh, Wenzel Fuchs, uh, which I'm currently studying with, uh, which is uh, a solo clarinetist of Berliner Philharmonica. And it's a big honor for me to to be here and to be to be to be here and um, and you know starting from this little town in Italy and, uh, and arriving here with uh, with this big professor and you know it's a little overwhelming it was a little overwhelming at the beginning but uh, it's it's very enjoyable and it's the best feeling because it doesn't it, it's not heavy it's not you know pushing it's just beautiful and and yeah i would recommend everybody everybody who's listening because i am i am the proof that that can that can happen like it doesn't matter if you're born you know, uh, in a big city, New York, or under a bridge, let's say, um, you have to believe in yourself, and you will eventually get where you where you want to be. I I I still have a lot of ideas that I want to um, explore, and um, but but definitely, I'm very happy to be here and. And this brought me here with you, Shanti, in Salzburg, and with your podcast. So. Thank you very much. This was maybe a too long introduction of my of my life. No, I think I think that was definitely interesting to understand. I think this is also one of the goal of this podcast to really understand who is the person I'm talking to and and I'm talking with. You know, like sharing this personal experience because if not, people just see you on social or see you on a cover album. Uh, exactly. And and. This is um, this is not the whole thing. I mean, understanding the way from where you come from, uh, the challenge you have, because you said at the beginning, I I always had this idea. I want to step up and 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 try something new. I want to improve myself. But also, life give you this this kind of experience, hard experiences that show you. Okay, it's not easy, but if yeah, life kicks you also if, really if something hard. Something that you like, <laughs> something that you love, you you go through it. I, I totally understand it because uh, after I handed my studies um, of musicology in Basel, um, I didn't have a job 
and I have some pressure from my parents yeah. and other things. And uh, it, in the end, I just lived eight months doing like small jobs in between the south and the north of the country. Yeah. And then I had the chance to start my career. But in these eight months, I never really, I never give up, you know, on thinking I would like to work in music. I would like to, of course. talking with the older person, um, they gave me the advice, hey, Shanti, you, you did this and that while you were studying. You understood that and that. And, and uh, it's not the time right now to go, just, just give another chance. Just, just be patient for another. And yeah, thank God I did know, it. I think you said the right thing also. It's important to have people around you, right, so that actually help you taking a decision or, I don't know, like bringing you somewhere. I had a couple of them which actually helped a lot in my life. And, and um, as you said, maybe you just needed an, an advice sometime. And, yes. And, and most of the times, uh, most of the times, unfortunately, uh, uh, they must not come from the family because the family has some interests or some, uh, you know, some hopes or yes. something that you, you feel attached to, you feel linked to. And yeah, fresh, fresh advice always, always, it's always good. Yeah, but also uh, talking about talent because sometimes uh, you listen to some recordings or you see some some videos on YouTube and you say oh this person is really talented but what does it mean I mean yeah. of course you, you can those people that seems that were born to do that specific thing and they maybe they in our cases they got this kind of affinity the special feelings with the instruments but I think that at the same time talent is is it comes out when you when you also are you able to convoy all these experiences and energies in what you're doing, because it, it makes it gives you it gives you these 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 special colors on 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 the way you used to play and the way you used to see the music world. Yeah, yeah, yes, you're right. Um, I mean, there is two ways that people actually think about talent, and I think mostly, yeah, and I think. There are some people who say talent is talent and and whatever. Like if you have talent, if you're if you're a talent guy and you just are a musician, you just you're three years old and you can just you know rule the stages of the world. But right. I then there is also the other the other side of the uh, of the coin, which has um, talent is uh, is just is linked with effort and. And the more you put effort in your work, the more you will appear at least talented. But my idea is actually a third one as always. And I think talent, the only, the only link with talent is passion. If you, are, if you have passion for what you do, if you have desire to improve it, to, 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 render it your life's reason and you actually love what you do then you must be talented no matter if you can let's say now technically you can play 300,000 notes in a second because ta talent is not doesn't mean how fast you play talent doesn't mean how piano you can play it doesn't even mean talent is the is a you know is a group is no, not a group. It's a collection of, of skills which 
are just shaped by the passion you have. Mm -hmm. And this is my personal opinion. I, I don't think, well, effort helps. <laughs> uh, effort helps. I mean, you, 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 must, you must practice. You must uh, practice for your, in whatever you do. If you're a lawyer, if you're studying law, you have, to, you have to study, you have to learn stuff. And if you study musicology, you have to, I think you have to research deep in, in, uh, in, in stuff, in, in, you know, in, biographies and um and maybe research for conferences but and if you're a musician i mean a, yeah a musician is the same thing you just need to go deep into some topics just find something that that you didn't see before and and this is a passion i think i think this is uh, what actually you know what actually makes life good also yeah yeah i like the, I, i love this point of view because um um, even personally growing up, uh, um, I have to challenge a little bit, you know, this idea of, okay, we want to make music. We want so also to record something. At the time I was like playing and singing in a band. And to me it was a lot of fun because I had the chance, you know, to, to also to, to invest energy, but also to let energy goes out in a way that I like it yeah. and express myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then it came the moment when uh, the other band members say, you know, we are not good enough or we need to be more talent. I mean, they use the words talent, but I think it was just in re referring to, okay, the guitar player need to do this and that, the drum needs to play like this. And to me, it was like, no, to me it was perfect like this. And I think that the audience also, the few people that had the chance to listen to us at the time, They just enjoying the music and they felt that we were we were doing it right right I mean that yeah the moment yeah and, it's a matter of goals exactly and and um, so I I personally have to challenge a lot with myself and how, because I'm not a competitive competitive person at all um, I rather see these challenges and and situation like from another perspective but uh, Not this idea of, you know, I have to be the perfect one or I need to be the alpha in the situation, you know, like, yeah. and so. Like so, I was, like the youngest me was when I wanted to be. But it's okay stage, also, you know? <laughs> it's okay also to have this kind of personality at the time because you also can see. the Exactly, I developed in the time, not that listener think I'm an egocentric, uh, you know, <laughs> person. Uh, well, I kind of am a little bit, but, but. It's not bad. It's not uh, meant bad, you know. It's uh, the competition you talk you're talking about can be, you know, can be also good competition. And I'm sure that the competition you experienced wasn't maybe the good one. Yeah, I uh, think so. You maybe you suffered a little bit yeah. from it. I guess I suffered because yeah. we, we recorded an EP, and um, you know, like to me, I was wow. I was so happy about that, but. For the other members, it was Incredible. it wasn't enough, you know. Like, uh, I mean, I mean, I did a couple of studio experiences, uh, but this specific it was very, very dear to me. And he, yeah, I have to be honest. I I don't know where are those tracks at the moment. They just yeah. like vanished. But yeah. because even the other band members didn't want to keep those because they thought they wasn't good enough. But, yeah, but influence and that competition. But it's still experience. I yeah. mean, you you had you were in a studio, you recorded. And yeah. Yeah, that's a pity you didn't keep the, uh, the recording. Did you tell me that you were on studio too? Uh, I mean, did you record how many albums? One, two 
I mean, indeed, indeed. No, I uh, I released uh, my first album. I I recorded my first album in um, in yeah November November 2020, and the album is called uh, Unknown 1926. And um, well. Um, It was it was recorded in in Mozarteum's studio, um, which uh, I know you might think I'm always here, yeah. But uh, Mozarteum has an incredible studio. You have to check it out. It's all like the first time I went in there, it looked like you know space shuttle. <laughs> there was this uh, huge board which you could move, and I don't know, it, nothing to touch really. It was just you know. <laughs> some holographic thing. Uh, I mean, it looked like, to me like this. But anyways, I recorded in the studio and um, the album 1926 um, um, was was uh, yeah an idea of mine uh, that came at the end of my master at the Motocham University. And, you know, I was given the possibility to record, to record my own CD, which I found it so great. And I was so excited from it uh, that at the end, really... Uh, I couldn't even choose what to record, to be honest. <laughs> mm -hmm. I had so many possibilities that I, you know, I didn't know what to record. And, but then I remembered about, uh, I remember about something and I thought, you know, it must be something connected to me. And even if indirectly. And then I thought about 2016, about the concert I talked to you about and On that occasion, I met my professor, and and there was this at the time there was this conference with um, with a huge Austrian composer actually, um, and it's called uh, Friedrich Zera. Um, this composer is um, is now is now an old composer, and uh, I think it's over 90, but he writes incredible music. Is um, he writes mostly serial music, and I thought. Well, I want to include uh, this this composer for sure in my CD, and uh, and plus plus one of the pieces that this uh, this uh, composer wrote, uh, the eight bagatelle bagatellen um, for clarinet and piano, was dedicated to my professor. So I thought, you know, my professor was the only one who recorded this piece. I want to be the second one, and. Um, and maybe give the audience an option what to hear, you know. Mm -hmm. So I decided for this piece, and uh, and then I wanted to look for for something else, something different. And I found, uh, I mean, I found my decision in uh, Josef Orovitz, which now is is a composition teacher in in a Royal College London, mm -hmm. and um, he's an incredible composer. Really, he is just totally different from Zera. He um, He wrote this sonatina for clarinet and piano, which is mostly jazzy. You know, it's very cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> there is not other. There isn't a, um, a different way to say it. it's very cool sonatina, sonata, sonatina, and it has this second movement that you have to check it out. It's like it's very emotional, very deep. It's like it touches your inner strings, you know, and mm -hmm. and and still then it, so much fun to play and to record, I have to say. So at the end, uh, despite my uncertainty at the beginning, I, I was so so clear with the, with the program I wanted to record that the recording session was just fun for mm -hmm. me. Plus, I, I, had, uh, I recorded it with a, 
dear friend of mine, actually, at the time, um, uh, a pianist, of course, which made things much, much better, you know. And I think this was mainly the difference between your experience and mine, because, um, I mean, I believe you were friends with your group, but, uh, but in this case, there was no kind of competition. There was no need, because we were working all for a purpose. We knew that we would, we would have... Um, put effort in this project because otherwise we wouldn't have uh, made something something good um, out of it. Yes, yes, yes. And well, at the end, it came out a nice a nice recording, I think. Uh, and uh, it is it is available uh, on my uh, website uh, that you you can check out. It's on uh, sebastianhain.com and I published the Orovitz. Uh, the Orovitz Sonatina, but uh, on request, I can send, uh, of course, also the Zera Bagatelle. Oh, nice. And, nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I really had fun. I really had fun, and I'm already looking forward for my next recording. And and I think the, the, the stuff and the studio itself uh, make a lot um, in this experience. You know, it's, it just renders things more professional, more... More, yeah, I would say good. Yes. <laughs> it's the only, it's the only definition. But if you yeah. would so, you give some advices to, to the audience of a young musician that would like also to get into a studio or start in recording something like something that can help because in this period of COVID, less concert, of course, and I noticed that a lot of friends of mine yeah. are right now recording in different places so with different kind of experience and also acoustic experiences like this but if you have the chance to bring some young musician in a studio as you did what would you say yeah i would i um, i'm following this philosophy of mine that um, every possible recording you have of yourself is gold so Try your best to to record and to and to you know yeah to record every kind of music you do, but we're talking here about studio recording. But studio recording is actually just one uh, part of the recording world. And I started years ago um, my YouTube channel, um, um, and now I count more than twenty uh, five published uh, videos. Uh, because I because I I started thinking that I need is I need something to give to my audience something to give to or to, to people who want to listen to me or to want to hire me or want to have a concert from me like if you are musicians in these times um, especially now you need to have um, you know a presentation card and there is no better way to have a video or a CD recording or a simple MP3 recording, maybe in the best quality you can afford. And, you know, it takes a little time, but um, investing money in uh, recording equipment gives, allows you and gives you the possibility to create your own channel. <laughs> not even not just YouTube or Facebook, your own recording channel when, mm -hmm. where you have on your computer and you can send every time you go and you think, okay, I have this project and I have a couple of pictures that I like and I have maybe a Instagram profile, a Facebook profile. I want to reach out to this guy who can actually give me 
a possibility to have a concert. So what do I do? He will ask for sure for a, for a recording of yours. So make a recording, find a venue and ask people, ask for your friends, ask um, maybe, maybe influencing friends or, you know, any kind of friends. Yes. They, they help a lot. That's how, for example, me and you met. The, uh, I mean, me and you are having this, this podcast. That's how I uh, organized now some concerts in, uh, in America or that's how, that's how you do. And it's, it's completely normal. Don't feel bad about this. Don't feel bad about asking. Don't feel bad about informing yourself. And now I want to shortly come back to uh, studio recording. Studio recording is a little trickier to organize, but there are also there um, many possibilities. Uh, most people think that uh, studio recording uh, works in this way, that uh, you know, a label calls you and say, hey, uh, I heard how cool you yes. are. What about having a recording This with is you? the dream situation. Uh, but it's not, yeah, I mean, it's not like this for most of us, you know. Uh, um, there are some people, for some people, works like this, but those are people who actually already have millions or billions of followers, like I would say an Ed Sheeran or a Yuja Wang in a classical world. But um, for most of us, um, you have other possibilities, which uh, could be like through university, uh, as in my, in my case. I had the possibility to record in the studio in the university I was in. Or, um, or you get sponsored uh by uh, by um, you know institution i know for example that br um uh, bayerische rundfunk uh, organizes uh, some recording for artists uh, who are selected of course uh, by the company itself and then if they want to work with you they just pay for your recording mm -hmm. you know i cannot give the right solution but there are many solutions out there and you just have to check them out and and look for them. Yeah, in, go, go in any out case, and try. Guys, go out just, and try. Yeah, guys, have some recordings because this saves you. Like this saves you, and this uh, can can show people what you are and what you're doing and how serious you are in what you you are doing. Yeah, so, yeah. go for it, guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. I think this this kind of advice is always interesting and sometimes are the best things to hear because um, I can. Um, I can understand that maybe there's a lot of insecurity out there uh, on the way you present yourself. But I think, yeah. as you said, more recordings you have or yourself, you can also see your progression, mm -hmm. the way where you need or where do you want to get better, you know. But also, yeah. of course, Absolutely. all these, uh, this is for you, but also uh, it helps people to get in touch with you and your music, your style your way to play yes, to develop it you know of course and your personality in music yeah. and and also yeah. we were talking before we started recording are you uh, also working on two specific projects, but more didactical project yeah 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 i'm trying to i'm trying to uh, do everything possible you know uh, uh, beside the concert the concerts and uh, you know auditions and people who are like me know which kind of life we have. But I always try to, um, I had always this feeling that I want to help, you know. Um, I help uh, friends. I, I have friends if they need a photo shoot. I, I, I try to find someone who is really able to do this. And if they need a recording, also like you asked, I, I'm like if somebody that is listening to the podcast actually 
writes on me and uh, has a problem and maybe maybe things that I can help, I would I would be very helped to do it. And that's why I, I actually started these two projects. And um, well, uh, if you want, I, I will try to introduce uh, to introduce them like briefly. Yes, yes and, of course, uh, of course. Yeah, so the, the first one is called is called uh, Accento, and Accento is an app uh, developed by the Baco Software here in Salzburg. And these guys are incredible. They're um, staff of technicians, and I don't even know what they're able capable of with computers. They are just incredible. They um, they develop animations. They develop uh, you know softwares and. The purpose of this mass of this um, of this uh, course, because it is actually a course, um, is to give any uh, to give to any musicians of any level the possibility to to study and to study with me in this case, uh, clarinet and and um, there are many courses. Of course, there is flute, there is guitar, there is piano, there is everything and. I um, I am responsible for this course in terms of writing the music, of recording the pieces, of uh, um, you know giving instructions, uh, telling, making some videos how to uh, actually do stuff. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, it's not easy. I, sometimes I this helped me a lot. Sometimes I I just stop and think, you know, I can do this. I can do you know staccato. I can do. Legato, I can jump uh, octaves. I can, I can do this. But what? How could I explain it to somebody who actually never did it? <laughs> you know, it's like talking. Like we can talk Italian, right? Yeah, that's 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 normal. But how how do you explain it to you know a Norwegian guy? <laughs> how to start speaking Italian? This is impossible. Yes. Uh, it is possible, but you have to you have to put effort in it. And that's what I'm doing, and this uh, gives me a lot of, uh, you know, responsibility. But fun, I'm, I'm having a lot of fun because also for my personal, uh, you know, personality of a musician helps a lot. Like I'm learning a lot of stuff. So, guys, if you if somebody is thinking about learning clarinet, please go and check the the Baco software app, and uh, you will find me, and I will I will lead you to to uh, the next level of, of clarinet playing. And so you can go on with this. Um, I would like now to introduce the other project that I, that I made, if you, if you agree, Shanti. For sure. And for uh, this, this project is called Let's Get Ready. And if you remember before in the podcast, I told you that an experience of my life brought, you, brought me to develop some some project. This experience was, um, you know, this dark period, this, uh, you know, mellow period after the, uh, the school and, you know, it's a, it's a very standard period. People have uh, doubts, they don't know what to do, they, they feel they're good, but, but that good, <laughs> you know, that good to do something. So in that moment, I, I was lost. And the only thing who brought me out of this darkness was actually a person <laughs> that uh, wasn't connected to me at all. Uh, I, it was my friend. It was my family. It was, <coughs> sorry, it was a teacher. 
a teacher that I, is not it wasn't my teacher. I I just come I just came to know this person um, for total coincidence, and and I found in her uh, was a woman. It is a woman, a wonderful clarinetist, by the way, um, who showed me actually what is out there. I didn't know what was out there. It, she told me, look, there is this, there is this, this possibility, this possibility, there is this direction, this other direction, or, and not in terms of you can do this or you can do that. This, is, this, this has nothing to do with, like you have to want mm-hmm. to do something before you can do something, right? And this person actually offered me these many possibilities, which I could choose from. And this project, Let's Get Ready, is actually the reverse of this experience because now I thought I want to be this person for all the people that actually out there are struggling with finding their way. We, we all know that in this world right now, it is a struggle to find our way in, you know, prestigious, prestigious institutions, in uh, academies, orchestras, in uh, in just simple schools, it is incredible how difficult it is to, and you know this, right? I mean, in Basel, Basel is one of the one of the schools that is most more difficult to to enter. It's mm-hmm. it's almost impossible, as well as Mozarteum University, as well as you know, uh, Paris, uh, you know, London, or maybe you know, and then in America, New York. But it is very very hard to to get into this school and. I started thinking, um, well, there must be something, some trick. You know, in my, in my philosophy, philosophy in life, is like there is always a trick. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. it's a little like uh, chess, or there is always a trick. And I, the experience then told me that it's mostly unrelevant how talented you are, and that's or how um, you know how good you are with your instrument. Because at the end, when you're there, everything works here. And for people who are not looking, I'm touching my head. It's in the head, it's mental. You need mental preparation and mental security. Because that what that is what that woman gave me. And that is what I want to give people in, in you know, exchanging information first, exchanging information about what is out there. And then, Make, making them become ready for these opportunities. Yes. Like, let's take an example. You want to enter a school and to go there, you have never been there. And it is pretty scary. I tell you, it is pretty scary. The first time I entered Mozarteum, I was like, God, I mean, this is a, you know, I don't belong here. It's, it's, it's too much for me. And that is mostly what people, what people feel. And then in this masterclass, we are going to work with, between me and my students on how to win this, uh, this mindset, how to use it and make it become actually a strength point of yours. And, you know, I think this is mostly what works into, uh, in auditions. Um, you, Shanti, have been, I think, I believe you have, you have been in a lot of auditions. We personally met in an audition yes, too, yes, right? yes, yes. and uh, yeah this was also a very lucky audition for me I mean lucky a very good one for me and uh, I was actually trying to uh, in that occasion like apply these rules on me and they yeah, they worked I mean then um, unfortunately I didn't pass the final but uh, 
I was very happy to be in the final, you know, it's of still course. big, yeah. big institutions. And, um, and yeah, you know, I think we need some mental uh, stability and this is the project. So guys, uh, if you, if you want to learn clarinet, develop the repertoire and talk about a project, concert, festivals, and have some, um, have some, um, more precise knowledge about uh, mental coaching and how to face uh, experience that life offers you, then uh, go and check it out. It's on my web on my website and and or just Google. Let's get ready. Um, and uh, Shanti, thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to to present these two projects. They're very. Dear I think me. that's definitely interesting and important. Having somebody who is telling you, you know, I can give you this advice. I mean, this is this is just gold. At the moment, exactly. That's what I'm. What I want to do, and I think. Uh, I mean, I really believe in this in this project, in this goal, and it's starting. I mean, it started last year, and it's developing very well. I have to say, and uh, I've got already students, you know, in uh, mostly in America. I have to mm -hmm. say, and they're very happy with it. So I would like to spread it out a little bit more. Maybe you can bring out some, you know, some joy, some happiness. Yeah, that, around. that's also something because because we need to have fun. I guess to do what you're yeah. doing. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, some people ask me, "Oh, do you study? Why did you study musicology?" And then you ended up working uh, behind the scene and um, doing more logistic stuff. And I say, you know, I can work in yes. the music business, and I have fun. Really, I wake up in the morning maybe yeah, early, yeah. and I go to bed really late, or I work in the weekend. But this is it. This is what makes me smile. What uh, what I like to do in my life and And this is something that sometimes yeah, it is it's, like it's definitely something people working, forget about for it. Living, yeah? yeah, they forget yeah. about it. You know, they think, oh no, it's just a struggle. You need to fight, and yeah, but you try. It's you need to find also this motivation inside, and but you have to do something that makes you smile in the end, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And this might be whatever job, you know. I mean, um, I don't want to elevate. Uh, musician that's the, that's the best job because it's such a personal decision that you know at the end of the day you just need to go to sleep smiling and wake up smiling which is actually the purpose of our lives if you think about it i mean at the end of the day at the end of the you know if you picture yourself in 20 years you, you the, the only thing you want to have is just a smile on your face at the end you know saying okay i'm happy right now yeah. so it doesn't really have to do with being famous it doesn't really have to do with uh You know how many things you actually do. You can do one thing in a week and being happy with it. Maybe if it's your pleasure like this, then fine. I'm personally like I need to do at least twenty five thousand things at the day so that I can say, okay, I'm finally happy today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, we all know ourselves. We know have to. We all have to deal with uh, with these uh, parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. And Sebastian, so you play classical music, of course, I, I, I suppose, but we also talk about it a little bit uh, before the recording that you are also involved in a project of contemporary classical music. Uh, but what about, uh, would you tell us about some kind of project you have also in contemporary like pop music or, in, or you're staying only on classical let's say you always your point oh, yeah that's a, that's a fun question yeah you know as a clarinet player um i'm very flexible um i am very lucky to play this instrument because because you can use it for everything you know and um 
let's say let's stay on the on the you know on the fun part of music and uh, i think the more you try the more you understand about yourself but your instrument about your lives your life you know and well starting from contemporary music i i had the pleasure in my life to work with really important people important personalities in the contemporary music and just to name a few of them you know, i had um, uh, when i was in in Milan, in Milano, I I had the chance to work with uh, Nuria Schoenberg, uh, daughter of the renowned composer, and play the, his Kammer Symphony Number no. One. Uh, and I know <laughs> I know for the exact listeners, it's not contemporary music, but trust me, uh, once you play, uh, I don't know, five years uh, Mozart concerto, and then you played the Schoenberg yes. Kammer Symphony. <laughs> It sounds to you like a really contemporary thing. Um, yeah, and then, I don't know, as I came here, I, uh, I also had the chance, I'm, actually I developed this, uh, this uh, opportunity of mine, and I've come to know some wonderful professors, and uh, one of them, for example, uh, Simone Fontanelli, which is an incredible, incredible um, composer and teacher, and, you know, he taught me this uh, really important philosophy that I still, that I bring with me every day, that, you know, it doesn't, there is no boundaries between arts. You can just you can just um, take some take advantages from each of it. And he used to organize lessons um, in like showing you pictures and uh, conversations of uh, composers, and uh, which actually which actually is very interesting because his theory was uh, you know you write music as you like you talk, <laughs> and actually this is so right. <laughs> you must, I mean, every single, yeah, composer, but also artist, uh, pop group. Um, I would say even, you know, painters, like you have to observe them in order to understand their art. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is so true. And this makes, this is one of the strong points of contemporary music. I think uh, they understood it very well. And, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was very happy to, to work with these personalities. I also worked with, uh, it's called here, Österreichisches um, Ensemble für Neue Musik. And it's basically the Austrian ensemble for new music. And, uh, and, um, uh, I had the opportunity to work with this ensemble and uh, and its composer, it isn't, uh, sorry, its uh, um, conductor, uh, Kalitzke, uh, Professor Kalitzke, which is a, it's a, you know, it's a huge mind of the contemporary music. And we played so many pieces and uh, so detailed. And uh, I, you know, there is always this um, duality with contemporary music and, I am on the side of those who say, yeah, contemporary music is mostly for those who played. But this doesn't mean that it's not shareable. It's just that by working a piece, if you're a listener, you just, uh, you know, you listen to this piece once, maybe twice or three times if you're even, if you're you know, very interested in it. But by working a piece like this, you pieces like this, you you enter the composer mentality and then you find out stuff that you actually cannot see by listening to it. Mm -hmm. So I was very happy to do this as well. And, uh, you know, I always tried in my life to, to, you know, switch repertoires, to switch personalities as well. I mean, we, we are musicians. We, 
we love to do that also. Sometimes in private life, it's also not that comfortable. <laughs> um, but uh, I have, for example, I, I, I took a lot of time, uh, two years ago, I think, two years ago, to make a, a proper recording of uh, Stockhausen in Freundschaft, which also you might think is right now not very contemporary, but I can assure you that it's a, it's a wonderful piece to play. It's very, very challenging, very challenging to record, but uh, wonderfully written. And, you know, I just, if I can also here give some sort of advice, if you're, guys, if you're listening to some contemporary music, you must check this course, you must check composer's life, you must check if he was interested in other arts, if he was linked, connected with other artists, if he took inspiration with somebody with somebody else from somebody else and and then you will be able to understand um, contemporary music so yeah contemporary music is definitely one big part of my life and I'm very happy that uh, that I live in this moment where I can actually you know take advantage of it even though you know the duality is still alive <laughs> contemporary music is it actually a nihilism or a real sort of music we will find out we'll find this out i think in you know 20 30 years we have no choice right now and we have no i mean the story doesn't ask us what to do the story yes. just goes you know yes and in your yeah. collaboration did you also have the chance to work with some bands yeah not really i mean i uh, to be honest i i don't collaborate with bands uh, but um, my tastes are uh, are not limited within the classical repertoire, of course. And I take inspiration, as I told you, like I, I take inspiration from every possible kind of music. And um, I, I listen, I listen to a lot of music, and this helps helps me a lot. Like listening to music keeps me alive and and gives me inspiration and gives me a reason to um, to smile every day and to actually if not smile you know to think think and develop your thoughts in a much different way and i sometimes uh, to be honest i i cannot find this in pure classical music because there are some feelings and some emotions that you find for example in pop music more than uh, than in classical music and or in jazz music uh, you know, I, for example, I was very, very sorry to hear that Chi Korea died. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it, he died, I think, uh, what, a few weeks ago, a week ago, two weeks ago. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not very good with dates, but I was very sorry to hear that. And, you know, if I would have been stuck in the classical repertoire, in the classical music, I wouldn't have been given the possibility to appreciate such a huge artist. Mm -hmm. And and um, yeah, this is in the. I mean, this he was a huge personality in as uh, Michael Petrucciani, uh, also a huge personality who who will who we lost a um, few years ago. Um, but then I listen also to uh, first pop music, and uh, there are some incredible voices, some incredible bands, and uh, you know, lately I've been I've been. I'm very attached to this group. Um, uh, it's an English group. It was called uh, Will and the People, and I I love this group because um, I I am personally 
and personally connected with them as in we they came they came uh, to to my place in Norcia we have come to know each other I've talked to them and and you know another another peculiarity of the music is that if you know someone if you know an artist you appreciate it even more because that's the limit of the uh, digitalization is when you listen everything on spotify you you lose some connection i before introducing this new topic i actually would like to to um you know forward to you something that i've heard a few days ago and i was talking to a friend of mine who was like yeah i mean i it was like i hear a lot of groups and uh through spotify he's not a musician and i was like amazed and you know shocked to hear that this guy have has never never listened to live music okay and yeah basically n- never concert never a whatever concert pop concert classical concert like you might have listened on the street somebody playing something you know but the real thing of putting yourself in front of a stage and listening to someone mm-hmm. he never had this experience and i think a lot of young people now have it unfortunately and uh, i would actually recommend uh, people to go to concerts even though they you have to spend 20 euros but come on guys 20 euros you go out for a beer with 20 euros right so coming back to this topic i actually would like you to introduce this uh, this uh, festival mm-hmm. which i'm really attached to and um talking about will and the people um they also they are also guests wonderful guests of this festival the festival is called emptiness emptiness is a festival that you know in order to introduce it i must speak first about its name and about its decadence It's a fail alert because I am not certain about the origin of the name, <laughs> but I'd like to think that the word emptiness it's a fusion between happiness and emptiness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in order for you to explain you this, I must speak about um, Emanuele Tiberi. So Emanuele Tiberi is the reason why this festival is happening. Um, Emanuele Tiberi was one of these guys that in uh, in our environment in you know in umbria in norcia where i come from um he was like someone who decided to go out see the world you know and he managed to uh, work with important uh, musical groups as in uh, like you know willan the people he worked with them i think 11 years something like this it was i think um a, a technician it was uh, like following them uh, on stage he was working with them mm-hmm. and uh and he was traveling all around he was basically a brother of them and then later on he started with work also with the Australian group Sticky Fingers which is really famous yes and once unfortunately coming back uh from from you know from one of his trip to Italy to his home he passed away and um this was a terrible news for everyone and and all the you know all our region all our community was shocked by this by this uh, event and um and well if the if there is a positive 
thing out of this tragic tragic experience is that the family and his brother Leonardo decided to found to create this festival in collaboration with all these groups he was working with, and um, yeah, create this opportunity of uh, um, you know to to share happiness and and uh, and music and bring it to our place in, in Italy. You must know that uh, this festival is um, located in the uh, Parco de Monte Sibillini, which is in Umbria, and it's wonderful. It's normally a three-day festival where people can go, bring a tent, you know, um, listen to three days long music with wonderful musicians. As we can count, for example, not only will and the people, but Sticky Fingers, Malamud, Pedestrians, Espana, Circo, Aston, Mon, Goldmember, you know. It's, it's a wonderful occasion. And uh, the first edition in 2018, uh, uh, sorry, 19, uh, counted more than 2,000 people listening. And I recommend to everybody who is listening to check it out. Normally it's, um, I mean, normally the dates are 1st of August, uh, 3rd of August. Mm -hmm. But if you go and check out the page, uh, you might certainly find some, uh, some exact information. And, um, you know, I, coming back to what I listen and why I get inspired from them, is, I think it's mostly about vibes. <laughs> it sounds, um, sounds crazy, but... If you stand up in front of a concert, um, I remember me in this occasion at the festival um, having this particular mood. You were around many people. I know that we are forgetting this right now because of the pandemic and because of this situation. But being around people and with them, very clo close to them, it's a feeling that it's unforgettable. And plus, when you know, drums start playing, uh, guitar start, start singing, and voice maybe accompany, um, you get these vibrations mm -hmm. in your body yes. with the electronics, with the soundtrack. In your body, it, it shakes your blood. And I, I don't know, <laughs> I, I love this. Like, this is, this is for me such an inspiration source. And, and yeah, I, I think you can you can agree with me. I mean, I think you also follow a lot of groups, Shanti, right? With, uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I was talking with a friend and he's saying, you know, I'm happy that even this COVID period, uh, in Switzerland, you have the, the chance to, to go and snowboarding and skiing. Because for him, um, this was the, is like the way to, to relax, but also to charge energy to, and to get ready to to face yeah. a new week of work of a office and everything and and i was telling him you know i'm definitely miss um being part of the audience of a concert in this case a metal or rock concert uh yeah but uh, it's interesting because um it happened that uh, i was years ago i was with his friends um seeing a, a band that we we loved and uh the day after I have to start a project with an orchestra and, you know, that, that evening gave me so much energy, you know? Uh, so I, I definitely get into this. Yeah, you get me, right? You charge this energy and, and then you, you use this energy doing other things 
even if not directly related. I mean, in my case, I was listening to music and I, the day after I go working on the, in the music scene, you know, but and yeah. I bring this, this charge there. And yeah. I always realized, damn, I'm definitely lucky to, to do what I'm doing. You know, like, yeah. you know, this situation brings you to um, understand new, new environments, also new societies, new, you know, activities also, because it's not just listening to music. You meet people, you understand where you are. What is this place? Where are you? Like most of the times, um, concerts are in wonderful venues, right? And you ask yourself uh, where you, uh, where are you? What is this venue? What is this place? And for example, uh, in the Empiness Festival, like there is a huge world to be discovered, right? And you... They this this family which offers their properties to uh, host to host the concert and the, the the festival works since years on um, you know sustainable agriculture uh, green building and uh, offers uh, his own products to people who actually come to the festival and they only use disposable uh, plastic disposable you know plastic or not actually plastic you they use uh, even paper for for glasses and mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's wonderful to understand how many projects there are in the world but you can actually experience this once you go there once you have this experience so i i i can i cannot tell um differently about uh, I also um, there is no shame for all of you listeners out there in saying that you listen actually to pop music because it's wonderful and if you think that uh, staying in classical uh, music is the best for your career in my personal opinion you're wrong <laughs> but and you should and you should actually check out these guys will and the people sticky fingers uh, because you might really get inspired from that. I would like to close with this um, experience I had. Um, I had the chance to bring some young kids um, to a rehearsal of an orchestra. And many of them, wow. as you said, you know, different generation, different approach to music and, um, and also different ideas. And one of the most common ideas is classical music is boring, you know, like... <laughs> And yeah. uh, well, they were sitting there like teenagers, and I, I've been teenagers too, so I, I also see myself there. <laughs> and and um, yeah, after after uh, thirty minutes, the orchestra were playing. They were really amazed. They were really, really uh, you see that they were look at the orchestra, or they were moving and playing, and then feeling that music because they were in kind of shocked to see how loud can be an orchestra. And, and this is always one of my best memories because uh, um, this fascination, because I recognize that this is the same fascination I have listened to the kind of concert that could be modern music, metal, or it could be classical music. And for example, one of my passion is Baroque music. And I always love to see all these ancient instruments playing the kind of sound they have. Or also, uh, when I'm on studio playing yeah. drums, uh, I'm not using the metronome, for example. I'm I'm more for this kind of feelings recording. Oh, dude, you're going then, into yeah, a... I know this is, but, but this is because <laughs> you're going because into, this, uh, into a field because here, this yeah? is create more to me more a personal. It's like when you 
when I go on a concert, um, I like to see the band not making mistakes, but uh, rearranging the song, you know, because it's more, this is the, yeah, band. Yeah, I know yeah. the song, I know how it's built, I know the Real. text, I know the melodies, but I like the way that they're manipulated, they are making it vibrate different. And I think that's, yes, uh, yes, yes, and I, I think understand. that I want to connect with all what we said in this episode that um, all the experience you had to nowadays makes you vibrate in different ways and makes you makes important choice for your yes. career uh, and uh, important choice yes. for you to understand how to live uh, a life as a musician that is not obvious, let's say. Of course, uh, yeah. And this is something that uh, is also the goal of the podcast. Uh, you know, having guests like you that are open to share their own opinion, sometimes also quite direct, I will say. And this is something that I appreciate. Yeah. I was very happy you gave me this possibility. Because people, as I said, need to, need to yes. get some advices, need to have the chance to try or having this small input, you know, like... Uh, it's not like you are pushing somebody <laughs> off of a yes. cliff, but you know, yes. like, like, yeah, you can say, you know, no, 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 you know, no, no, man, you, can you can try this and this is something that, bam, you can open definitely a new point of view and a new, a new career. I must say everything that I said in this podcast has to be clear. Everything that I said in this podcast is my personal opinion. <laughs> it's not a general rule. So guys, don't be too mad at me if I said something that maybe you don't like. But um, I'm really open to share opinions, and I'm really open to hear some, to share some, yeah, some of your ideas. And um, I'm a very open person, so um, there is at the end no general rule. Everybody is working in his life uh, or her life to, you know, to develop a personality. And if there is someone or um, that can even for even even very little, but help, you know. Um, or give you some some freshness, then go for it. I mean, it's it's if this is and this is the purpose of this podcast, as far as understood from Shanti, guys, he's doing an amazing job. He's doing an incredible job, inviting artists, sharing ideas, and make people maybe open their minds and and find new possibility that they couldn't see before. So, congratulations, Shanti, and it's really a honor to be here. So. Thank you, Thank very you Sebastian. Much. It has been a definitely a big and yeah. huge pleasure. And I wish you all the best for your career yeah. and for the next times. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Check this out. We are now going to listen to the Terzo Movimento Sonata per Clarinetto written by Horowitz, played by Sebastian Hein. You can find Sebastian Music on many online platforms and on his website. All the infos are in the description of this episode. Thank you. 
Thank you.